Welcome to Our Sleeve Life Podcast, hosted by Kelly and Mel, two lifelong friends who took control of their lives by having gastric sleeve surgery, five years apart. This podcast is for you, our listeners, whether you're pre-op, post-op, maintaining, being a support person, or maybe none of these, but this is your podcast. Now it's time for the show. So our subject for today is the stigma of weight loss surgery and why people think it's the easy way out. Yeah, it's a big deal. It is a big deal. Yeah. And we're both super passionate about it. And this is kind of the reason why we started the podcast Mm -hmm. to get this information out here, out there. Just to get the stigma gone because it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. There's a ton of stigma. There's a, a huge bias, which we will talk about a bunch of different ways that it's biased. Believe it or not, out of 948 people that were surveyed, 40% of them thought that weight loss surgery is the easy way out. Mm. 40%. Doesn't surprise me. That's crazy, though. Like, I know. Why is that the easy way out? Yeah. Like, how is this a way easy way out? See, I think it's because it's because we drop weight so fast. Yeah. That people think it's the easy way out. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, oh, well, they just got a surgery. Now they're small. Not a big deal. But they don't yeah. realize the whole process that goes through this. Yeah. And if you guys have been listening to us, like, we are outlining the pain and the commitment that it takes to lose that weight. Yeah. So just because we had surgery, yeah, to a point it is going to work and you are going to lose weight because you're eating much less. Well, yeah, regardless, your stomach's Mm -hmm. an ounce. So you're going to have to lose weight. Exactly. Yeah. But people don't always take it seriously. No. So just because you had weight loss surgery does not guarantee that you are going to, number one, lose all of your weight and, number two, keep it off. Keep it off because... The reason why we eat mm-hmm. is not because of the size of our stomach. No. It's our brains. So it's, it's a pain for some people or a control for other people. Yeah, it's comfort. It is comfort. Um, that word comfort food, like that comes into play. I mean, when you are sad, what do you go to? What do you think of? I'm going to go eat something that sounds good or makes me feel well, good. Yeah, because like Eric will make me food. Yeah. When I don't feel good mm-hmm. or when I'm upset, he's like, oh, what do you want for dinner? I'll make your favorite, you know, whatever. Yeah. And you don't say no to that. Well, so. that's their first. That's what most people's first response is. Yeah. You're hurting. You are having a bad day. What's happening? What can I make you? Yeah. What can I get you from the kitchen instead of let's go up. Let's get up and take a walk. Yeah. You know, let's clear your head that way instead of trying to control what's going on with a comfort food. Well, I think that you touched base really well on the whole like go on a walk yeah. and talk about it because when we were growing up, that's not what we were taught. Nope. And I think that's the biggest problem because we mm-hmm. do have the biggest obesity in America. Yeah. And it's because we're not taught the right things. Mm-hmm. Like when we deal with stress, it goes mm-hmm. straight to someone trying to feed you. Oh, of course. So instead of being like, oh, let's go outside, you know, let's yeah. like, let's talk about going to walk because that actually does help you process what the problem is. Exactly. Because what you're doing, you're eating, you're literally just shoving the problem down. Exactly. Yeah. And then obviously many of us shoved a little bit too many. <laughs> Um, Shoved it a little bit too much. But we didn't know because we, no one gave us those coping mechanisms. No. no. Like my mom and dad, that wasn't their train of thought when I was a kid to teach me that. It was literally, how do I feed her? How do I put clothes on her body? How do we do these things? Like, it's not about like, oh, she's crying. I don't, I don't know how to 
figure that out. So I'm just gonna give her food. Yeah. Instead of sitting down and talking to you and saying, okay, what's the problem? Yeah. Do you need to just get out of the house for a little bit? Like, what do you need to do that is a positive response? Yeah. Instead of just force feed your children. Seriously. Yeah. It's like, because parenting is hard. Oh, yeah. And I definitely can say that now that I have a 14 year old. Um, (laughs) So bad. I hate that. It's so weird. It's so weird. But it's a big deal because like we have to with this process, we had to retrain ourselves to be like, oh, when he's upset or if I'm upset, we can't show him Mm. that, oh, we need to do food to comfort everything. So like when we go out, typically it's Normally to, yeah, to a dinner or something. So now we have to change it up. Like, let's go shopping. Let's go get you some new clothes. Yeah, let's let's go to the zoo. zoo, Like, like, there's all these different things that you can do. Like you said, to kind of process and walk around and talk. And like, even if you're not wanting to talk about why you're upset, I mean, you can still go do those things and get your mind off of it. In a healthier way, besides yeah. eating. You can just be act- be active about mm-hmm. it. Because, like, yeah, I saw the whole, you know, Facebook has the this time last year. Yeah. Like, me and Dylan were at OMSI together. Oh, yeah. Like, and before the surgery, it was always just kind of what I was taught, like, dinner and a movie. Dinner mm-hmm. and a movie. Yep. Like, we need to go do different things every yeah. once in a while. Yeah, no experiences. Yeah. That's one of my number one things after I had surgery, because I was bedridden for so long. Yeah. Um. Three years is a hell of a long time to be stuck in bed. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I started feeling better, I was like, okay, I want to go do this. I want to go do this. Like, I had a list of things. Like, your birthday was so much fun. Yes, yes. When we went and spotter painted. Yeah. So, where did we go? I'm trying to remember the name of it. It was in Albany. It was in Albany, Oregon. Um, But basically, you go in and spotter box. There we go. That's what it was, spotter box. so shout out to Splatterbox if you haven't done it. And once this is all over, we'll go do that again because it was, it's oh, so fun. So much fun. You walk into a room, it's black light, and the walls are just covered in splatter paint. Mm-hmm. And you can purchase canvases and you can do, like, we did their biggest package, which I think was like, I want to say like $200. Yeah, like all of us paid. It was like 10 bucks a person at yeah. the end of the day, though. Yeah, we had a big so group. Yeah, and so we went in and we put the canvas right in the middle of the room. Yep. And so when you're throwing paint at everybody, and they have like these squirt guns that you can squirt paint at each other. Oh, the brushes. And, I loved yep, it. Yep, the brushes were fun. Yep. Um, yeah, we had a great time. And literally, so I think at that point I was what? Three weeks post-op, something like that. Yeah, I couldn't even imagine trying to have a birthday mm-hmm. situation three weeks out because yeah. of how much pain I was in. But like... Yeah, but mine was but like... yours was yeah, so much easier. The pain was not an issue really yeah. for me. But I had also been in pain for so long yeah. that I think I'm able to like move past it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. To yeah. be like... I was so impressed with you. I was like, oh my God, she's able to like hang out, walk <laughs> around. Because we were there for oh, like an hour, a little bit yeah. more than an hour because of yeah. people getting there and people leaving. Yeah. So like, I was like, how is she able to just hang out like this? Yeah. This is nuts. And yeah. then we went back to your house. Yeah. And that we hung little, out there. Yeah. I was like, wow, like this is, I was impressed yeah. with you. Well, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate Because I it. was like, I, I could not have done that. Yeah. And where I was at in three weeks. So oh, no. I was no, like, it hell. was... I mean, it was, I was tired, but I think that just being able to move, because I mentioned this before, but it, when I woke up from surgery, I had no hip pain. 
Right. And I had really no pain anywhere in my body. Mm-mm. And I wasn't used to that. And it took me a few days to kind of, oh, yeah, I had, I don't have any pain. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I was up walking immediately. Mm-hmm. I wanted to walk. I wanted to be out there. I wanted to do all these things. Like, even going and seeing a movie. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't eat the popcorn. I didn't drink any Coke or... Well, you're right. You didn't drink any Coke. Soda. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, but, I mean, I was able to sit in a chair oh, at the yeah. movie theater. And I hadn't done that in years. So... It's basically, I mean, it gave me my life back. And Mm -hmm. I've said that before, but it literally gave me a life that I was happy to live. Whereas before, I was just slowly drowning. Just miserable. Mm -hmm. Just slowly, slowly. So part of the stigma of weight loss surgery is people think that it's the easy way out. And um, there was actually another statistic that I found. And we'll have all these linked, by the way. Yes, we will. The other statistic that I found was off of WebMD. And it said that 40% of 1,000 people said that they thought weight loss surgery was a lazy quick fix. Oh, the lazy. I wrote that down, too. And this is the bias. Yeah. Because people, I think look at obese people Mm -hmm. and they think they're lazy. Oh, 100. I was about to say the same thing. Yeah. They look at fat people and they think they're lazy. Yeah. Like 100%. And actually, I feel like sometimes they're like the most hardworking. Maybe not physically. No. But like they're like reading books, researching things. Like they're working just in a different format. And and just because you're obese doesn't make you lazy. No. Like there can be a stick thin person that is just as lazy as an an obese person yeah because your metabolism is completely different yeah it's kind of ridiculous yeah so i mean and that's kind of what the stigma comes from is Mm -hmm. like being lazy is that they just associate together so Mm -hmm. then they just think oh this is the lazy way out the easy Mm -hmm. way out and it's it's really not i'm super lazy (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Mark our producer super, and he's super a small, lazy like he's tall small guy yep and yeah he he eats junk we get on him all the time yep, yep. about it he's well, like i don't feel good on what you eat then well and melanie's husband i mean yeah. he's on the thinner side and he doesn't eat well no 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 Mm-mm. but just but because he's thinner i mean you know you, so what i'm yeah. what we're trying to really say is like when you look at these two people mm-hmm. no one thinks they're lazy yeah but when you look at the obese person you automatically go oh they're a lazy person yep they're not trying hard enough yeah and that's why they think it's the easy way out but they don't realize like how for me like i worked out a shit ton yeah you did I did several different diets and tried mm-hmm. and just nothing was working yep and why does it matter like is if my you biggest fi- thing. Yeah, if you find something that works for you, whether it be weight loss surgery, Weight Watchers, keto, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. and you work your ass off to lose weight and feel better about yourself, who is anybody else to disrupt that thought process? Seriously, and it's not quick because guess what? On the back end, you still have to work out. You still have to work hella hard. Yeah, like I put, I was doing two a days. Mm-hmm. Like I was working out five to six times a week. Yep, it was insane how much I was doing, and I yeah. was I counted every single little thing for two years, probably yeah. like almost a three. Like it's nuts. Yeah, it was. You worked out a ton. Yeah. What I noticed going through my process is the big stigma behind it was the whole thing of oh, you're just gonna get it back anyway. Yep. 
That was is like, exactly what I kept hearing over and over again. Huge, huge yeah. fucking like, I love how I tell someone I'm going to do something. And they're like, you know, a lot of people don't actually like keep the weight off. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Thank you for being super positive. Yeah. Thanks for having my back on this. Like, well, yeah. I, that, and that's actually, I think what I talked about on a few episodes ago of the, of the haters. Yes. Because yeah. that's really what like is just spewing hate instead of like positivity and like helping me. Exactly. It's like, come on guys. To the teeth. That's what it is. And so it made me the whole failure your thing yep so which okay so in this society if you get weight loss surgery Mm -hmm. this was one of the things that i found most people think that if you get weight loss surgery so these are weight loss surgery patients that you're admitting to being a failure because you can't lose weight by yourself oh yeah that's 100 i thought like my first thought is what Mm -hmm. like you are losing the weight by yourself. Yeah. You are putting in the hard work. You are putting, you are choosing to change your entire life to have an opportunity of being healthy. Yeah. So how is that not losing weight by yourself? I know it's hard when you first go in it because you think you're just ashamed. Like, mm-hmm. like I was just ashamed of being that big. Yeah. And then saying I, I need help mm-hmm. was a big deal. And, yeah. um, and I was afraid to fail. Yeah. Because of all these people saying, like, you know this, you know that. Yeah. And it's like, thanks, yeah. guys. But um, so the failure thing was, like, huge for me. Yeah, exactly. It's And I totally get it now what you're saying. Because, yeah, there there's so much work that I had to do on the opposite yeah. end where I'm just like, this is not really any easier. No. I just get to see the result quicker. Exactly. So that's really the deal. So why should there be a bias against people that just are skipping ahead a few steps? Yeah. Because that's all you're doing. Right. You're just skipping ahead and you're getting that little bit of extra help because, like you said, you've tried other diets. Mm-hmm. You tried to lose weight. Yeah. It wasn't working for you. No. So you found something that works for you. So why is that a bad thing? Exactly. It's, it it's that be. term like, I lost weight naturally. Oh. I hate that term. <laughs> I hate it with a passion because why, like, good for you. I'm so excited that you did it and you found something that works for you. If you found something that works for you, why should it not be celebrated? Yeah. Why 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 is it a stigma that you aren't allowed to find something that works for you if it's surgery? You know, and I think it's because of the like I'm going to get a little politically with you for a hot second <laughs> because it's a lot of it comes because of the health insurance part yeah. because it's an elective surgery. It is an elective, which in my brain after doing it, it shouldn't be. No. This should just be an option if you need it, because Mm -hmm. when you are obese, like you're subject to diabetes, heart disease, high cholesterol, like strokes, um, heart attacks. It's like, it's it's a big deal. So it's Mm -hmm. like, hey, I'm trying to take control of my life so that doesn't happen. Yeah. Because with my doctor, she went through my history and she's like, my... My family's history is bad, but, like, my actual levels when I went in was fine. Yeah. And she's like, I'm happy that you're here getting this done. So that way, like, you're prevent. It's like preventative care. Exactly. That's what it should be. Preventative care. Because Mm -hmm. it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous that we feel ashamed to admit that we had help. Yeah. And it's we shouldn't feel that way because if we had a better, like, whole system this wouldn't be a problem exactly because they're feeding us crap in elementary schools yeah middle schools high schools their options are horrible restaurants like which we covered before like kids menus are shit yeah like like, it's literally food that 
I look at a kid's menu and I'm like, I can't eat any of that. No. It's like, so it's okay for you to feed us garbage when we're kids, but when we're 20 years old, 25, you're Mm -hmm. like, why are you still eating like garbage? You're an idiot. And it's like, oh, I don't know, because you taught me that since day one. Yeah, that's everywhere. It's everywhere. So why is, so it's okay for you to eat McDonald's, Mm -hmm. get fat off McDonald's, and they continue to push McDonald's into your face. Nothing that there's anything wrong with McDonald's. No. But I'm just using it as an example. Um, Fast food in general. Fast food in general. And then when you are like, well, I I ate this and now I'm obese and I have heart disease and I have, you know, all of these other issues, diabetes, and but you're not allowed to have something that's going to help you. But they'll push pills at you. Oh, 100%. To fix those things or to help fix those things. Yeah, the symptoms. They're not mm-hmm. actually fixing, like, the root cause. Yeah. And that's the hugest problem. Exactly. So if we can move it from not being an elective surgery, that exactly. would be helpful. But the health insurance is so expensive. And the crazy – it is expensive. It's expensive. So that's kind of the deal I was going mm-hmm. to is the money problem because people are like, well, I don't want to pay because mm-hmm. you can't eat right. Exactly. And I'm like, whoa. Whoa, jerk. Yeah. Like, that's not cool. I don't want to pay for your ass to have to go to your colonoscopy when you're like 40 or 50. But guess what? We're all doing it. We are all doing it. So why does it matter that I go, hey, I'm fucking horrible. My Mm -hmm. health is not great. I want to fix this. Which is hard enough to admit to yourself or your doctor. Yes. Yes, because we all know you guys lie to your doctors. Like, no one's 100%. Look at your driver's license. Do you actually weigh that number? Seriously. I know I didn't. No. Like, I think I had 200 on it, and I was 265. Like, let's be honest, people. Oh, for real. What's funny is I still haven't changed mine because it hasn't expired yet. (laughs) (laughs) So it's going to expire next year. And so I finally get an update. Yay, that's so exciting. But it still says 250, and I wasn't 250. We need to do a side-by-side photo of your driver's license. Oh, my God. That would be hilarious. Yeah. So. Because it's funny when I give that to people, though, because they kind of look at me, and they're like, like, okay, there you go. Yeah. All right. It takes them a second. Yep. Well, I was actually at my father-in-law and mother-in-law's today. Mm. And I was literally sitting there. And we were talking about actually the podcast. Okay. And then we were saying something. And my father-in-law's, they have a big picture of um, of me and my husband and his sister. Oh. And like it was a, it was a, a family for them. Yeah. yeah. And so he's like... Yeah, if I show them that photo, they're not going to know who you are. Yeah. And I'm like, and I kind of thinking about it. I'm like, wow, it's true. Like, I don't even look close to what I did back then. No, you don't. So, I mean, it's the same thing. Like, that that feeling of, like, you get that feeling of really excitement because you did something really, really great for yourself. Yes. And you're so proud of yourself. And then there are just negativity all the time it's like hey i try i'm doing the work i put the work in Mm -hmm. can someone be supportive that's Mm -hmm. like not your normal yeah you know like just society in general it's like praise that person for working like i saw several memes of people making fun of bigger people that were on treadmills at gyms yes and that was awful it was insane and then i saw someone finally must be like you're an idiot if you're making fun of someone that's actually taking control of their life so i was like yes Yes. Because that's the biggest deal. Mm -hmm. Like, we finally recognize we have a problem. Yeah. And then now we're fixing it. Exactly. So, stop it with the judgment. It's Mm -hmm. just, you all people that that are judging have never realized that there's a full connection between what you probably put in your mouth and Mm -hmm. how you feel. Yeah, for sure. Because, like, 
you're eating garbage too. You're just yeah. not really uh, working it out. And then there's super healthy people that I do know that like work really hard to make sure they stay healthy. But they mm-hmm. also, oh, every time I've talked to anybody like that, they didn't grow up that way. No. This has always been like a conscious decision mm-hmm. because of everything we've grew up on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm happy that now we're all parents and we realize we can't be feeding no, no, our of course kids not. this stuff. Well, and even me being, you know, I don't have any kids. Right. So, but I have lots of nieces. Mm-hmm. I have lots of nephews. And I see it. Yeah. Like, I want them to know that it is okay to ask for help. That mm-hmm. if you need help, I will sit down and talk with you. Or I'm not going to judge you in any way yeah. for wanting, you know, even if they do end up on the obese side. Like, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to go to the doctor and be like, you know what? I think I want to do surgery. Because it's not just you go in, you get referred to a surgeon, yeah. and boom, you have surgery. Not at all. Like, that's you have to put in hard work beforehand. Well, because you were telling me that they don't refer you to your weight loss center. Yes. Yeah. So, something that I found while I was researching this episode was that most physicians have stopped referring patients to weight loss surgery clinics. Mm-hmm. But they will get on you to lose weight. Yes. So they're not willing to help you with weight loss surgery, but they're going to still put that bias on you. Well, they straight up say you need to lose weight. And then it's what I read was that it actually is harmful to prescribe weight loss because it can cause actual self-harm. Yeah. um, And then weight gain. Well, yeah, because you feel like crap. Yeah. Like you're you're actively, like you're being told by somebody that you should feel safe with mm-hmm. that you aren't good enough. And I want, th- I do want my doctor to be honest with mm-hmm. me, but I want him to give me actual like plans. Yeah. So I don't want him to be like, you need to lose tw- like 10 pounds, 20 pounds. Because well, that's like the standard yeah. that you hear all the time. Yeah, exactly. But there's never like an actual plan. Like how about we talk to your nutritionist and help mm-hmm. you figure out like portion control mm-hmm. and what foods would be really good for your body. Like yep. there's no education behind it. They just no. give you these information and tell you to go to yeah, leave because exactly. they're overwhelmed and have to get to the next freaking exactly. person. So, exactly. Um, I mean, I get it. It's just a full cycle of shit. It but. is. And then it goes back to, you know, when we did pre-op appointments, like I spent one appointment a month for six months with my therapist and my nutritionist. Right. And I think that is a detrimental thing to how well I did. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew that I had backup and I knew that I had processed things before right. I went through. And I knew what a portion size was supposed to be. I knew what my stomach size was going to be. Yeah, they taught you all this stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't go into it blind. And I knew that it was going to be a ton of work. Yeah, lots of work. And it is. It's hard. It's hard every single day. And I am three weeks out from our from my one year yeah. from surgery, which is crazy. That's I can't awesome. even imagine that. But I was thinking about it. And, like, to this day, I still have issues of, like, I want to go get ice cream. Well, do you really need ice cream? Do you think that's a good option? Yeah. Like, so I battle my head all the time. But what's awesome is that you're having that conversation with mm-hmm. yourself because before we we weren't. We weren't. We, we weren't. We're we just would just like, go get it. Yep. We're like, oh, I want ice cream. I'm going to go get ice cream. Exactly. And then I'm going to feel mm-hmm. good and dance around about having ice cream. Yeah. And not realize that, mm-hmm. oh, I probably shouldn't have had ice cream because I had ice cream yesterday and the day before. Exactly. And now it's a thing. And Yep. And then it becomes addicted. Like yep. you can, you 
start to like you're literally craving sugar yeah at that point because like the battle that you're having will never go away no because i even with yesterday because like i I had like a little mini breakdown yesterday. Mm-hmm. Just all the stress was getting to me. Yeah. And um, that was one of the things I told Eric was like, I'm so sick and tired sometimes of always thinking about mm. the food I'm about to put in my mouth. Yep. It is so frustrating. He's like, that's just how it is, Mel. And I'm like, I know. But like, I'm in this frustrated position where I'm mm. like, I'm working out. I'm doing all the right things and I'm still not losing anything. Mm-hmm. And it's getting kind of frustrating. And I, I've have to like go back. I'm like, okay, I remember this is completely normal. Mm-hmm. My body's adjusting to what I'm doing to it. Yeah. And you're not going to just lose weight, like the 10 pounds that I want, like within a week no. or two. It's not, that's not feasible anymore. Yeah. And that's the part that starts getting to you five years later is because mm-hmm. now you're a regular person mm-hmm. and you're, your belly size is probably four to five ounces, maybe mm-hmm. six. Which is a normal That's a normal portion. size, yeah. So now you're literally, because this is how I described it to people that didn't understand what I did. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, think of it as I had surgery, now I have a baby tummy. Yes. I have to, I have to feed it liquids and, and mushy food for a while. <laughs> yep, right? exactly. And then you have to slowly introduce all the solids, yep. just like a baby. Yep. So that's how I treated my stomach was a full year, just like a baby. Mm-hmm. And five years re- like removed, now I'm an adult. <laughs> and yeah, I have to you're make an sure, adult tummy. I'm an adult tummy, and I have to make sure I'm making the right decisions yeah. because I don't feel the pains as much as mm. any, anymore. Because I, I have a normal sized stomach. Yeah. So now I'm like, okay, wait, did I overeat yesterday? And I'm just, so now I'm being way more nitpicky because mm-hmm. I'm realizing, oh, I have a normal body now and it's not going to lose weight. Like, like how you lose weight exactly, right now. Exactly. Exactly. So I know, remember my, uh, my, actually my nutritionist, I spoke with her a mm. um, couple months ago nice. and she had said, you know, cause we were t- kind of talking about how I was coming up on my one year and like how I was doing. And I you know, I told her, I was like, well, I, I, I'm below my goal weight now. Yeah. So now I'm just trying to maintain. And so we were kind of talking about that. And she was like, well, just be aware that after that first year, you can gain 10 to 15 pounds. Yeah. And it's completely normal because your body has now adjusted to what you did to it. Yep. And so. And that's where I'm at. Yeah. I'm not, I don't like it. Yeah. But it's it's a part of this process. It is. And you continually make strides and work towards that end goal every single day. Yeah, I do. And you switch things out. Like, I'm going to eat this brownie, but I'm not going to have one tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And that in itself is a huge stride from yeah. where you were before. And I'll take out, like, what I try to do if I'm going to be naughty is let's take something out naughty <laughs> oh my god because <laughs> i made those alton brown brownies yes yeah and they were amazing and you should go get his recipe like just try one or... i thought you were gonna tell me to try one i'm like no, no, no i don't want try to <laughs> no anyone that's a baker that's our audience i think bake marcus them. wants one <laughs> bake them and then give them to your family because yeah. they will love you to death like it's that is that good is that gooey mm. um but what I had to do was I counted everything I had that day because mm. I knew I was going to make these. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I, can't, I have to keep at least like 250 calories available and I have to keep my sugars low. Like mm-hmm. this is, and so if you're going to do it, just be smart about it. And that just was do it. it. I had the one yeah. and it was amazing and we're good to go. And the family had the rest. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. Well, and another thing you can do is I know a lot of people cope with um, different things going on with their life with baking yeah. or cooking. And so if you choose to make a big batch of brownies, bring them to your neighbors. Yeah. Take them to your work. Take them to your work. Like you can have one and then give the rest of the way. 
So something I've I've kind of done in the past is like we had gone, me and my husband had gone to Taco Bell for mm. breakfast, which is not the greatest. No, but not at all. we were on the run and like it, we just needed to go home and sleep. So we had we got it and I got one of the crunch wrap ones. So they're the breakfast. So okay. it's eggs and bacon and sausage and cheese like in the crunch wrap. Okay. The tortilla. And I unwrapped it, took everything out, and literally just like I handed it to my husband. I'm like, I need you to throw this away. Oh, I've totally mm-hmm. done that. And then when you're being made fun of for the way you're at, that's hard. No matter what age you are, what what grade you're in, all of it. What I did see on here was, so you're less likely to get hired. If you're obese. If you're obese. You're less <laughs> likely for promotions. Mm-hmm. Um, you get paid less. Mm. Um, and then your medical treatment, like there's a whole bias with that. Yeah. And that's a big deal with one of my friends. Um, she, they were trying to figure out if she had fibromyalgia. Oh, okay. And they were, and like, it took them over a year to it's diagnose It's hard her. to diagnose. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the biggest deal was that they kept just saying like, you need to lose weight. You need to lose weight. This is what you need to do. Yeah. And she's like, I'm trying, but that's not what's wrong with me. Like yeah. everything hurts. Yeah. Like, and they just wanted to keep pushing and pushing that it's your weight, it's weight. your weight, weight, weight. Well, I can officially atone to that because if I don't take my med for my fibromyalgia pain, I am done all day. All and day. I've lost 120 pounds. Yeah. So it's definitely not weight-based. Thanks. No. Yeah. No. I mean, is your body inflamed? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a big deal. But yeah. also, like... It's that shouldn't be the main thing. You still should be able to look at someone's like labs and be able to be able to figure shit out and yeah. not only blame it on weight. Mm-hmm. And that should you should be able to do that with your doctor. And so like mm-hmm. I think she had to change doctors. Mm. She's like, I'm not going to go to you anymore. No, why would you? Not only will you, you know, have the bias from your own doctor, mm-hmm. then you have the whole world around you that's going to be bullying you for like your weight and the sizes that you are, and um, which causes people to go into depression, and then mm-hmm. they. Unfortunately, some people do kill themselves over this. Yeah. So. Suicide rate is is high for people that are obese. Yeah. Because you feel like you have no way out. And I completely understand that feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, having depression and anxiety. Um, and then being obese and having being bedridden. Like, oh, I remember man. having those thoughts. And I remember being like, I was able to articulate that to my husband be like, I'm having these thoughts. I need to go to the doctor. Yeah. Because something's not right. Now I realize that it was just so much grouped together. Mm-hmm. But I completely understand how people who think that there's no way out. And that's hard because they're that is the stigma. Yeah. Like it's the body shaming, man. Yeah. Yeah. People are willing to kill themselves to not admit that they need help. Yeah. And that's just not comforting at all. Like, and if we can do anything, uh, this is what this podcast is for, is to help the stigma to be removed as much as possible. So people don't kill themselves over just because they, you know, that they've been fed the wrong way. Yep. Or they've been taught the wrong things. Like. That you do have an option for another life. Yeah. If you can reach out and take it. But yeah, we want, we want this podcast to be the reason that someone's mind gets gets changed yeah that you think that this is an easy way out surgery and you listen to us and then you're like oh shit they put in a lot of hard work to get through this yeah we have like completely different backgrounds like yours is like autoimmune and then Mm -hmm. for me it's like the whole like i was underneath the whole stigma like 
of, oh my God, like if I do this, people are going to make fun of me but for it. But you did it as a preventative yep. measure. We want this podcast to be the reason that someone's mind changes or somebody decides to get weight loss surgery or just gives everybody an inside look at how hard we as weight loss patients um, being post-op and pre-op, yeah. um, they how how it all works and how much it takes out of a person to change their entire life. Like this is a huge step for anybody. Yeah, and I really want some to help a lot more of the males because mm-hmm. there is a huge gender bias when it comes to weight loss surgery. They think there is for dudes. I feel for you because as much as I'm getting shamed, like your buddies are probably like, just go to the gym, exactly, lift some weight, exactly. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And, and that's a huge deal because I think you found something about... Yeah. So that same study that I found that interviewed 948 people, okay. surveyed them, that was the word I was looking for, men are 34% less likely to have weight loss surgery. 34? 34%. 34%. That's a lot. That is a lot. That's a lot of people. And it goes back to it. Why are you being ashamed? Yeah. Or why are you being shamed for wanting help? Well, just taking control of your life. Mm-hmm. like. That dude needs the help. Let him have the help. Yeah. Whether you're male, female, 20, 50, it doesn't matter. Mm -mm. Like, if you need help, go get it. Yeah. And just think of it like, I've been trying to move it more to humans. Like, you're a human. There you go. You need help. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what you are. Like, if you need it, go get it. Yeah. Um, Should be the deal at this point. And the dudes, like, I just encourage your male counterparts to, like, get the surgery Mm -hmm. because they're going to have a whole new life that's active that's outside yep because like i got into rock climbing walls for like a hot minute like i did that i want to do that we should go that's on my list rock wall when when it's back open um because of the covid that's happening right now Ah. but once it's open then we can go because that's a blast and you don't think that you could do it but like They'll show you, like, you just have to pull towards mm. the rock. You just, so basically, you're, like, doing a squat all the way up this Whoa. thing. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I was able I to climb it. it. I was so nervous. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, that's the thing. I would have never have done that before. No. So, like, the dudes that want to work out and then do these things, guess what? Mm. You're going to go right into that. Yeah. So, don't worry about it. Yeah. There's not... I mean, and... There are negative points to having surgery. Some people have health issues after some people just, they have a hard time losing weight or they lose too much weight. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not all, you know, sunshine and rainbows. No. But the fact is, is that you are taking that step. Right. You took that step to get help and it's totally worth it. And if you have to battle through a little bit longer, just battle through it. You'll yeah. get there. Because didn't you see is that 90% of people say that they... Just wish they did it earlier or something? Yeah. Or? So it was actually 90 per, 90% of p- patients um, that had weight loss surgery um, said that it was the best thing they did. Yeah. See, that's a hell of a and, rate. Yeah. And of that 90%, 60 to 70% say that their only regret was not doing it sooner. Yeah. Because you came up to me and you're like, I've been thinking about this. What do you think? I'm mm-hmm. like, do it. It's the best thing I've ever done. Yep. It was like instant. Yep. There was nothing else I could say about it. Your sister came up mm-hmm. to me, same thing. I'm like, do it. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. all about it. Go for it. Yeah. Like, it's, I was like, listen to your doctor. But this Yeah, is... and that's a really big thing. Just listen to your doctor. Your surgeon. Yeah, your surgeon. Your surgeon. Because your surgeon is going to know everything that comes with this weight loss surgery. Yeah. And a lot of surgeons, like mine, I could just email and be oh. like, hey, I'm like having this issue or this is happening. Is this normal? Or I could... Um, email my 
nutritionist or my therapist. Like there was always a contact person. That's pretty that. awesome. So it was great to have that communication that in case something went wrong, I could reach out to them. Yeah. And I think that's probably why the rate's so high. They're like 90% mm-hmm. of people. That's a lot. That is a ton of people. And I I mean, I love it. I love that the, the rate is that high. Mm-hmm. Because it literally, I'm going to say it again, it gave me my life back. Yeah. And yes, I did put in a lot of hard work, blood, sweat, and tears mm-hmm. into this. But without that surgery, I don't think I would ever get to this point. Right. And that's why it's not the easy way out. It's mm-hmm. not the, we're not lazy. No. Like, there's a lot of hard no, work that comes lazy. in. I'm kind of lazy. You're kind of lazy. I'm kind of lazy, but, you know, only in spurts. That's true. Yeah. Only in spurts. Take a little nap on one day, not really move a whole lot on another day. But then there's other days where you're, I'm walking constantly standing constantly you know my job is very active so you know there are some days where I'm doing 15,000 steps in a day so if I take one day to just take a nap I'm okay I think that's allowed (laughs) yeah yeah, everybody has a rest day right exactly so that's like the biggest thing Mm -hmm. so I just want people to know that you know you're gonna get there Mm -hmm. and don't worry about what everybody else says yeah and I know it's hard it's really hard to get past people that are not supportive mm-hmm. um but try to focus on the people that are supportive yeah that's um, what i had to do yeah you have to i mean we're asking everybody to be on a more positive note with the whole stigma of weight loss surgery mm-hmm. so we're saying you know instead of thinking seeing an obese person and being like oh they're lazy like change your thought and be like you know what they're trying as hard as they can and how about with those people you say hi to yeah Look them in the eye and say hi and be like, how's your day going? Yeah. Like, give them a little bit of a push. Because that will so help someone's self-esteem. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Just having a conversation. Mm. And, you know, just try to be positive. Like, I used to do the same thing. I used to think badly of people that were overweight sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like, when they were walking down the road. And I'm talking, like, high school. And now when I see them, I'm like, you know what? They're walking. Yeah, good for them. Like, they're getting up, they're moving. So, and why does it concern me so much? Like, it doesn't affect my life in any way, shape, or form if they're walking down the road. Seriously, like, that's a great question. Why do you care? Yeah. Is it, like, is it necessary? Mm -hmm. Is this, like, a burden on your daily habits? If this person has weight loss surgery, is how is that affecting you? Right. It's not? Okay, then move on. Seriously. Yeah. Because, um... But the same thing, I go to every time I go to work, mm-hmm. I see this lady, bigger lady, she's walking every morning. That's awesome. And I'm like, hell yeah, I bet in one year I'm going to see you and you're going to be so much smaller and it's going to mm-hmm. be great because I see her every single morning. That's I'm like, so amazing. And I've been at work yeah, about two years now. And she, Yeah, she is smaller from when I first saw her. That's so, so amazing. But one of these days you should stop and tell her how oh, amazing she's doing. I should. You should. That'd be fun. I think that would be, when people start noticing your weight loss, it gives you a boost of energy. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I can keep doing this because people are starting to notice. Mm -hmm. So you should do that. You should stop and just tell her. Give her a little. I see you every morning and you're doing great and you look great. Yeah. Just give her a boost. A little boost in the morning because that totally helps your day. Yeah. If somebody stopped and was like, told you that, like, you'd be like, oh, yeah. Like, that's right. I'm doing good. Exactly. (laughs) Like, let's keep the positivity going. Yeah. Like. You know, just because somebody has weight loss surgery does not mean they're a failure. It does not mean that they took the easy way out. Just kind of change your thought process and just be like, you know what? They're working as hard as they can. 
Well, it doesn't take much effort no. either. Not That's kind of the deal because you're going to get something out of it too because mm-hmm. you're going to see them smile and then you're going to feel good too. So exactly. it's like, this is helping everyone. Exactly. So, And on that note, I did want to find do the final thing that I had. Oh, yeah. Which is I found out that Weight Stigma Awareness Week is September 23rd through the 27th. Yes. Which it could be, I think it's the end of September is what Basically it what it sounds yeah. like. But I want to make that a bigger thing. Yeah. And it was mainly for um, eating disorders. Okay. But I feel like overeating, it is a disorder. Yeah. And it needs to be celebrated that we don't need to concern ourselves with other people's weight. No. Whatever their body looks like. Mm-hmm. It's none of your business. Exactly. So let exactly. them do their thing. Yeah. Like, so. it's none of your business. Move on with your day. You're good. Very Except for when you're listening to this podcast because it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it. I think it'll be awesome, and we'll just we'll keep you guys updated for this year's um, awareness week, and hopefully, we'll have something really fun going on. Yeah, maybe you guys can help us out. Yeah, let That'd let us great. know what you want to do, what you want us to do. Yeah, that would be amazing. So we could do i mean anything really we can do like a 3k we can do like a walk yeah we could definitely do that i can do a fundraiser for charities for bullying yeah like that yeah you guys let us know yeah yeah i think that's a good good way of trying to figure it out so all right well i think that's everything all right thanks for listening guys and we will uh see you next time yeah bye-bye bye Hey, listeners, if you enjoyed your time with us, please rate, review, and subscribe on any platform you get your podcast. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Join us on patreon.com forward slash OSLP where you can get exclusive content. We would like to give a big thank you to Anne-Marie Cruz for our logo, Eric Vaughn for our music, Nick Dukes for our graphic and web designs, and of course, the most amazing producer in the world, Marcus with Juniper Productions. Thanks for listening to Our Sleep Life, a podcast for patients by patients.